0: Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead.
1: Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is July 23rd, 2018. The key to a successful career in economics as in weather forecasting, is never to be too precise. In the middle of winter, you won't hear a meteorologist forecast 5 inches of snow for Central Park. However, she may well tell you that we will get between 4 and 6 inches, her forecast thus indicating both what she expects and her personal doubts regarding that expectation. A similar degree of uncertainty surrounds this Friday's second quarter GDP report. Our own models are giving us a number of 5.3% annualized growth in real GDP, well above the consensus expectation of 4.2%. However, based on the historical precision of GDP forecasts, or rather the lack thereof, we wouldn't be surprised by any number between 4% and 6%. Still, real GDP growth of between 4% and 6% may be widely interpreted as an economy surging to an out-of-control pace. This would completely misinterpret what's going on, and so it's worth looking at the building blocks of a second-quarter surge in economic growth. The standard approach to GDP forecasting is to add up the pieces of demand – consumer spending, home building, business-fixed investment, inventories, government spending, and net exports. Doing so today, and looking carefully at the individual components, suggests an economy growing at a strong pace, but not a blockbuster one. First, consumer spending, which accounts for almost 70% of demand, appears to have grown at about a 3.3% pace in the second quarter. This is good, reflecting some of the stimulative effects of the tax cut. However, it represents a more modest 2.6% gain in year-over-year terms due to weakness in the first quarter. Late in an economic expansion and with little remaining pent-up demand, consumer spending is unlikely to lead growth going forward. Something similar could be said about home building. Second quarter housing starts came in at 1.262 million units, actually down from the 1.317 million units in the first quarter. Rising home prices and mortgage rates are beginning to crimp affordability. Weaker immigration and declining birth rates may be impacting demographic demand, and a lack of construction workers could be impacting supply. While home building activity is healthy, it probably grew by less than 4% annualized in the second quarter and doesn't have much potential to boost GDP growth going forward. Business fixed investment should do a bit better, rising by over 5% annualized in the second quarter. However, about a third of that increase comes just from more spending on energy infrastructure. Elsewhere, While investment spending is growing, it is hardly booming. Investment spending is a sensitive plant, needing a multitude of conditions to be just right if it is to grow strongly. While profits are very strong, as witnessed by the current earnings season, and the tax code now favors capital spending, business concerns about the long-term pace of economic growth, the level of the dollar, and the endgame in current trade disputes may be delaying some investment decisions. Inventories are a big swing factor in any GDP forecast and are notoriously difficult to forecast. Real inventories have now grown more slowly than real GDP for five consecutive quarters, and the second quarter should make this six in a row. However, even if stockpiles grow by just 1.2% annualized in the second quarter, they'll add about three-tenths of a percent to real GDP growth. Despite the relaxation of federal spending caps at the end of last year, it appears that federal outlays are growing rather slowly. However, state and local spending looks a bit stronger, so overall gov- government spending may have risen 1.8% annualized in the second quarter. So far, then, domestic demand looks strong but not booming. Adding it all up, real domestic GDP growth could be 3.7% for the quarter. But that still leaves one item out. Based on trade data from the first five months of this year, it appears that real exports fell, or grew by 11% in the second quarter, while imports didn't grow at all. Now, it's possible that this is just a statistical aberration, as companies now facing much lower taxes domestically are willing to admit that a greater share of the value added is actually being produced in the US. Or it could be the result of exporters scrambling to send metri- merchandise abroad before it gets hit by retaliatory tariffs. For investors, the key point to recognize is that it's probably not real in an economic sense, and that any temporary benefit to second-quarter GDP is just that, temporary. If all of this is the case... Then even if growth surges to four to six percent in Q2, it will likely slide to one to three percent growth in Q3. On a year-over-year basis, growth could be sustained at about three percent for the rest of this year and into early 2019. And this growth should result in some modest strengthening of wages and underlying inflation, and a continuation of gradual Fed tightening. In this environment, investors should still feel comfortably modestly overweight U.S. stocks over U.S. bonds, but they should also recognize that real GDP growth of four to six percent is, like four to six inches of snow in Central Park, an unusual and temporary event. As such, it would not signal any significant change in the economic environment or the asset returns it can support. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week, and if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your JP Morgan representative. The latest notes in the week ahead is from Monday, July 23rd. It's approximately five minutes long. Would you like to hear it?
0: This content has been produced for information purposes only. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production.